You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. As things in our society change, we can also make changes as part of the, the transformations that every generation of Jesus followers must make to align the story that we hold so dear and, and our faith with the teachings of the central figure of our faith. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery and this is episode 444. Our title this week is Practicing Honesty regarding harmful forms of Christianity. And our feature text is from the lectionary reading Luke 21, 5 through 18. Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, as for what you see here, there will be a time, a time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen, and what will be the sign that they are about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, claiming I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them, for when you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilence in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all of this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison, and you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. And so you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves, for I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed by parents, brothers, and sisters, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me, but not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm, and you will win life. So, the lectionary reading from the Gospel of Luke this week, it has a very long anti-Semitic history, uh, but, but we can understand this passage in ways that I think are faithful to the Jewish ethic that uh, Jesus centered his teachings in and 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 especially the emphasis on uh, uh, loving our neighbor as ourselves this passage passage could give us an opportunity to practice that so remember that the jesus movement it did not begin as christianity early jesus followers were jewish and the jesus movement didn't set out to create a, a new religion so the the teaching that later became um, these verses it didn't come from a con Context of of Christianity versus Judaism, but these passages um, they, they they were one Jewish perspective among many on Roman imperialism's negative impact on Judaism and on the temple states, uh, the temple aristocracy's complicity with Rome. Many uh, marginal Jewish voices during Jesus's time were opposed to the temple state because of its complicity with with Roman imperialism. And, and especially 
the economic exploitation that resulted from Roman imperialism. So Rome determined, remember, who would lead the temple's aristocracy. And so Rome virtually determined uh, who would be in political power in the temple state in Jerusalem. And that's why there was such cooperation with Rome. It was simply an act to, to an effort to survive and to keep power within Jewish society. And because of this political calculation, the high priesthood it, it had lost the confidence of the masses who suffered economically. Josephus tells us of a multitude of, of rebel prophets that were promising liberation from Roman imperialism during this time. And here's just one example. This is uh, uh, from Josephus, it's Jewish Wars, and I'll put the, the page numbers in this week's e-site. But uh, Josephus writes, these people, and, and, and he's referring to 6,000 people whom Rome killed, owed their demise to a phony prophet. He was someone who, on that very day, announced that God had ordered the people in the city to go up to the temple area, there to welcome the signs that they would be delivered. Many prophets at that time were incited by tyrannical leaders to persuade people to wait for help from God. When humans suffer, they are readily persuaded. But when the con artist depicts release from potential affliction, those suffering give themselves up into entirely to hope so this is the kind of the context the the flavor the 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 societal flavor in which we need to read this week's passage and i understand um the jesus movement as beginning as one of though though it was specific it was one of this kind of of jewish liberation movements jesus's preaching of the kingdom of god is to be understood over and against the the empire of rome and it offers the people a way to return to and to restore a fidelity to the Torah that was centered an interpretation of the Torah specifically that was centered in love of God and love of neighbor. So our reading this week it also heavily depends on Mark 13, and we haven't talked about that yet, but perhaps uh, as a way to either harmonize Mark with, with the tensions between uh, J- uh, Jewish and Gentile Jesus followers that was growing, and, and between Christianity and Judaism that expanded later in the book of Acts, um, um, Luke tries to, to kind of uh, do a hybrid here of Mark 13 and what we see in the book of Acts. And through these stories, um, the the sad reality is that there was an anti-Jewishness that was allowed to grow into these passages and 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 the interpretations of these passages that's been deeply deeply destructive to our Jewish neighbors and uh, Jewish friends and because of these passages some Christians have 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 long uh, falsely taught that the temple was destroyed because of the, and I'm quoting them, the Jews rejected Jesus. That's that's the rhetoric that's used. And, and I would instead argue that what we see in the Jesus story is simply classism playing out. Many Jewish people embraced Jesus's liberation movement, but the upper classes in the story were threatened by Jesus and his teachings, and they were the ones, the only ones, who played any part in turning him over to Rome to be to be crucified this isn't uh uh christians versus jews this or jews versus christians even this is classism taking place within jesus's society and that is not by any means uh, uh unique 
to to Jewish culture. We find classism, uh, the ugliness of classism in all cultures. If there was an intrinsic cause that that produced Rome's destruction of the temple, remember it was Rome's economic exploitation of the Jewish people that led to the peasant uprising, which in turn led to the Jewish Roman War and a series of Roman destructions of Jerusalem and its temple. One of the worst of which, but not the only one, was in 70 CE. So many scholars are convinced that this week's reading, it was written well after this destruction took place, and that the author was simply trying to make sense out of a world that now existed without a Jewish temple. And and I agree with that. So is there anything life-giving that we can glean from this week's reading today? Uh, Well, I believe so. This passage in the lectionary, it gives us again an opportunity to talk about the harm that some interpretations of Christianity's sacred text have led to. Um, Supersessionism, the the theological theory that Christians have somehow replaced uh, Jews, is only one example. The, the, The passage, this passage in the lectionary, its presence in the lectionary, it invites us to an opportunity where we can confess where we have sinned against our, our fellow members of the human family. This passage has long been used against our, our Jewish friends and neighbors, remember. And and this passage's presence here, it gives us an opportunity to affirm or, or reaffirm our need to choose more life-giving actions and interpretations today. So, th- through this week's reading, we can do all of this in the context of honestly naming the harms against Jewish people that Christians are responsible for. And which other people have we as Christians harmed? Do we need to practice openly naming and making repair uh, for, for others today. And who are they? Some expressions of Christianity have a long history of not being life-giving, specifically to women, uh, both cis and trans, and and of all races, um, cultures, ethnicities. I think of how Christians use the Bible to deal with indigenous people during colonialism. I think of black people and how white Christians use the Bible to support slavery. In so many expressions of Christianity today, people still engage in harmful misunderstandings and actions, even toward the, like the one example toward the LGBTQ community. And we could go on and on and on. And I realize that this week's passage, it may open up uh, uncomfortable conversations for many Christians, but these kind of discussions are necessary nonetheless. And I, and I want to encourage us to lean in into these discussions. Rather than averting our gaze and perpetuating a culture of denial and a false estimation of ourselves, which leads to even further death dealing, I want us to instead practice our faith in life-giving ways. Admitting guilt for past harms, that's only a step toward life-giving actions. It's not enough. We have to also take life-giving actions today and in the future. So, yes, let's be honest about our failures in the past, but let's also uh, look to how we can repair and make a difference in the present and in the future. We need to be honest about the harm that we've done in the past, and, and we also need to 
do the hard work of practicing more life-giving ways to follow Jesus today. And as things in our society change, we can also make changes as part of the, the transformations that every generation of Jesus followers must make to align the story that we hold so dear and, and our faith with the teachings of the central figure of our faith, who, who reaffirmed those two Jewish central pillars. And I want to quote Mark 12 this week as we're wrapping up. Mark 12, 29 through 31, these two Jewish central pillars, the most important commandment, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. So we'll lose nothing um, that is life-giving with honesty about where we have deeply messed up in the past. And as difficult as it may be at times, this is what faithfulness to the teachings of that Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee requires from us. So heart group application this week, number one, share something that spoke to you from this week's e-site or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, again, we need to be honest about the harm we've done in the past and what are some ways that you perceive that we can lean more deeply into and practice this kind of honesty and discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week, big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone? Thanks for checking in with us today. You can find us, remember, you can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your, your chosen social media platforms for our daily post. And also, if you enjoy listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, please like and subscribe to, to our podcast through the whatever podcast platform that you use. And if it's possible on that platform, consider taking some time to, to give us a, a, a review. This helps us uh, and helps others find our, our podcast, too. So if you'd like to reach out to us through email, you can reach us at info at RenewedHeartMinistries.com. And remember, right where you are, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each one of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.